So here we are on episode two of season one of Grace Mott, where we explore questions that we have about uh, our Christianity. Yes. Yeah. I I understand you've been doing some thinking. Oh, I have been. So um, where we left off last week... I do have some follow-up questions for you. I'm trying to understand, like, what is your faith or what is your thinking or what is your believing about Jesus Christ who is recorded in the Gospels? So, first of all, maybe to clarify, it, was, he more, was he more than a man? Was he, was he deity in, in your mind? You know, that's one of the questions. Uh, if it, you know, I, my faith, I try to get by and not have to try to make myself believe stuff that doesn't make sense. Right. So whether he was a deity or a man, what I want to believe is that he was sent by God to make our lives better, you know. Okay. To uh, deliver the message and... Let us know that we can be forgiven for our sins. That's what I want to believe, but there's still always a question. And okay. I don't really care whether he was God or just a man or whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So, okay. So, uh, you believe in heaven. I mean, you, you, you think there's a place that's a physical place that when people die that they have a chance to go to this heaven. Well, again, that's what I would like to believe in. Okay. It's, uh, it's still something I question. I mean, that's what I was taught all my life. But right. it's one of those things that does it really make sense? Because, you know, being a scientist, I know a lot about how our bodies work. Right. And uh, does it make sense that at the moment of our deaths, when all of our systems shut down, including our brain cells, which give us our consciousness, then our soul is transported to a happy place called heaven. That doesn't make sense scientifically, but it's what right. I've always been taught. And so, so again, I, I don't know, but I sure would like for that to be the truth. Okay, so then, and then if you want to expound further, just let me know. But God, so you believe there is a God. Explain to me what that means to you. Well, it's, there's the whole debate about whether which came first, the chicken or the egg. Was Does it make more sense that the universe was always there or God was always there? Well, I can always just... I can actually make a logical argument in my mind that it makes more sense that there's a higher intelligence, a God out there that created all this. And and more so, that's more logical to me than all the stuff just always being there. Okay. Yeah, that 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 definitely makes sense. So then I guess the next is like is there is there a personal uh 
God who is like he is conscious of you as as a human being and cares about like in a personal way who you are and 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 about your life is that is that something you you subscribe to um do i believe that god sits up there and listens to my every thought and micromanages my life i do not i i think god manages the entire universe many galaxies but uh his one little hamster down here on earth i don't think i don't think he's uh constantly in my brain now tell me what you think about these things tell me okay well um so first about jesus tell me about jesus what do you think i think as of today 12 20 22 i think he is a manufactured uh, um deity i i just i I don't do you think he the jesus the man actually existed and he was made into a deity or he just never existed well so i might this time last week i probably would answer that as i think he probably existed and he uh was you know maybe like uh somebody i was trying to think of someone who who through time you know like i say i think sometimes through like we we talk about our constitution in our united states the constitution is real but it sort of takes on this like over over bigger than life kind of like you know the forefathers man they they knew when they said this that someday there was going to be you know people trying to take over the government like like these forefathers were in some way uh greater than life or something they were almost angelic in the way they were their ability to think and i wonder if jesus all through that time just took on these extra you know superhuman strengths and powers but i'm kind of at the point today sorry i had to take a drink kind of at the point today <clears throat> i'm reading a an author by the name of uh, dm murdoch and she's an archaeologist and a academic she feels like maybe he didn't ex- exist even and so um i'm kind of exploring her book so i'm leaning toward maybe he didn't exist so and then um eternal life i don't think so heaven and hell i don't think so oh i do have some a little bit of bad news though what the person the person i was going to have i was going to ask to be our guest died in 2015 and went to hell well probably yeah (laughs) i did think about that i thought well because she died really young well she died in her early 50s but so i'm trying to i'm trying to just read up on that and try to understand that a little bit better but okay so back to you you're not off the hot seat yet 
A soul. Do humans have souls? Is there something special about a human? Rather than a dog or a cat or a, right. a le leaping lemur? Yeah. In other words, I think we touched on this before that, you know, if, if a lion eats its cubs, we say, well, that's just what a lion does. They're just an animal. But if we would hurt our neighbor, we would say, well, they're sinful. So, like, there's something different. It's like a, a soul, right? And you mentioned that even that your soul would go to a better place after we died. So what do you have any thoughts that you're ready to share about that or That's a that's another I don't know. I was always taught that there was I would like to believe that but uh does it really make sense that uh we would have an afterlife or you know, that's something I was talking about. You know, all your chemical systems that run your brain shut down. Right. And what was this amazing machine just becomes a bunch of, you know, organic mush. Right. So does that consciousness that was run by biochemical systems remain intact and move to another dimension. Yeah, doesn't make sense scientifically at all. But again, I mean, that's what that's what Christianity is all based on. The having everlasting life. Yeah. And that's what we're on the quest as Christians to believe in. Right. And uh, some people don't have to fight it. They just believe it. But right. people with personality types that always question everything can't just believe stuff right so so i guess if if i was to answer a test question <laughs> yeah i would say i don't believe in a soul probably well or you know i thought one way i might approach this podcast is like okay speaking scientifically the answer is no speaking as a christian the answer would be yes and speaking as a skeptic, you know, you might. So as, as a medical doctor, I think you would say there's no proof that there's part of this physical being that continues on after, after death. That, I think, would be a scientific answer to that. Right. So And then so thinking about that, one thing I think that plays to me, a big part in the the abortion debate, I mean, if, if, if someone were an atheist, let's say, and, and arguing from the, that a human being is no more than a horse or a cow, <clears throat> then I, I could see, you know, some people saying, okay, there's some benefit to abortion, but when it's, when you believe in a soul and okay this this person is intricately designed by god to live right to take on life and to uh, function as a living human being then then it gets really slippery i think and it, it would be hard to um justify that type of action um so so i i have a thought just about 
you know, humanity. And this is one thing, even as, as I think about like atheist, you know, if, from an atheist point of view, is like, okay, let's say 50,000 years ago, you, you have a dog, right? And a dog sniffs his butt and barks. And 50,000 years ago, you have a cow and he chews his cud and he gives milk. 50,000 years ago, you had humans, you know, living in caves. Well, then today, you think about today, and we have super highways and airplanes that fly. And we've been to the moon and back, but a dog sniffs his butt and barks. And a cow chews his cud and gives milk. I mean, where? how is it that... How is it that humanity has been so different, you know, through the course of thousands and thousands of years? Why is it, why aren't dogs developing the same way humans do, you know? Like, why, why don't maybe dogs, like, have built homes or something, you know? It's like, there's something very, in my mind, that's where I think maybe an atheist has trouble saying, okay, there's something unusual about humans. It just seems like there's something, and I don't know the answer to that, but there does seem to be something very unique about, and it is the size of the brain, and maybe I would ask you as a medical doctor, I mean, and I was going to look this up today, is like, is there an animal in the world that has a brain as large as a human does? I think like a large because you would think if they had the same size brain, they should develop as well as humans do, you know, and progress technologically the way we have. But I don't know. I don't know. So that's that's both sides to the soul argument for me. Well, humans have uh, a group of characteristics no other animal has. You know, we got opposable thumbs for yeah, one okay. thing. Yeah, uh, okay. We we have learned uh, language. We have language that you know other animals have simple languages, but nothing like you know no no animal has a ten thousand word vocabulary. Right. And and we have the written word also, where one generation can pass on information to the next, and that's how our society has been able to grow. You know, and okay through science and so forth. That we're we are. For sure, the highest level of animal mentally. You know, so right. That's I think that's what says us apart. Now, does that mean we have a soul, whereas animals don't? Right. I don't know. Do, do we know for sure? Okay, let's say for sake of argument that humans do have a soul. Okay. Just because we can speak better and we can write and we have opposable thumbs, does that mean that dogs don't have a soul, you know, because there's all these movies, dogs go to heaven and so forth. Right. Why not? Yeah. But now I think in the Christian faith, though, the the answer is animals do not have souls, but humans do. I I, I that's my understanding, and I think I I've, I'm pretty solid on that. So, so. But yeah, so I don't, yeah, that, you, you put it in a way there that just because we have those differences, does that mean we have, but we know right from wrong, and but, but I guess animals do too, right? I mean, 
I mean, like a dog knows when he did something he shouldn't do, and he cowers in the corner, right? Yeah, they they have a simple understanding of whatever their their master has told them is right or wrong. So you don't seem spanked for. You don't seem to be as perplexed about this. Why do humans? Um, why are they so advanced? Why have they flown to the moon? And why can they fly and and use computers where dogs and other animals? I mean, all animals across the globe for all of time are the, it seemed to be exactly where they were 50, 100,000 years ago. But you don't seem to be as, I don't know, perplexed by that thought as it, because it almost seems like, you know, because humans, now I'm arguing the Christianity side, that humans were made in the image of God, right? I mean, that would almost seem to have some maybe merit as to why because we have such a greater understanding of of the earth and how to use the earth so i don't know maybe i'm gonna have to put that on the shelf and think about that a little bit but but maybe i i talked myself into thinking there is something oh i don't know just something different about the human ability over other animals so well clearly there is but does i don't think that is a the those define whether or not we have a soul right i think we you have to believe in a soul if you're going to believe in in this whole thing we call christianity you have to believe that you have to believe jesus was sent here to save us from our sins you have to believe those things is there scientific proof of any of that? No, I don't I, think so. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, I don't think you could say there's any scientific proof for heaven. There's so no scientific proof for hell. There's no scientific proof for a God, at least the one that is depicted in the Bible that, you know, cares about us and or the devil or an afterlife or soul. I mean, there's just so many parts of this equation that you just can't prove. Yet, as a Christians believe those, you know that that all of that is true, even though there's no proof. And then, so that that uh, that's where the atheist would say, okay, it's just it's not true, and the Christian would say. You know, it is true because I, I take it on faith. But you, you got to wonder how many people you're in church with are not saying anything because they don't want to be picked on or shamed or whatever for right for bringing up something. Because I remember, especially as kids, you know, growing up in church, you didn't dare say stuff like what we're saying right now. Or oh, I'd be I'm still nervous about it. Shamed and be told you're going to hell. I I still. Yeah. I just, I wonder where is the backlash going to come for this? You know, even today as a, as a 61 year old adult, I still have, you know, reservations about really talking about what I think. So to your point, yeah, I, I, you know, or at least some of them say, I don't know if I believe that, you know, but maybe they wouldn't mention it in a public discussion or with maybe very, very close friends they might. And that's why we're here. Right. Apostle John Luke is to create a space. 
<laughs> so people can share their misgivings and questions and ideas about about their faith. So I that's what it's for. I had let's go get back to the eternal life. Okay, okay. So let's let's take the Christian viewpoint. Okay. And let's believe there is eternal life. All right. It's not very well described. I mean, they talk about streets of gold and some of the, some of the, uh, the, uh, right mansions and, and, and no yeah, no no fear and no sorrow and no pain and you'll be with Christ. And then they talk about uh, no there'll be no night. Um, and then even there is one place that they give like the cubits by cubit and they give some kind of measurement somewhere in scripture. Uh, but anyway, go, go, go on. There's, but there is very little, there's very little description about that. So if it exists, okay. Heaven. Yeah. What's it like? What's it really like? I mean, to me, I don't give a crap about streets of gold. That, that wouldn't make me happy at all. Right. I, I, I like the no sorrow, no pain idea. Yeah. But, you know, without sorrow, is there happiness? You know, that's that's a big philosophical question there. So, so. I even thought, okay, so let's say there is. So I, I discussing it from two sides. One is one is say the atheist side, or the skeptical side. The skeptical side is okay. That sounds like really boring. <laughs> you know, I mean, a couple of years it'd be really cool, but after a while, you're just like, okay, there's got to be something else here. The other thing is. Um, so um, there's millions of people burning in hell forever and ever and ever. But I won't have any compassion for them. So in some ways, my mind doesn't have the capability to feel compassion for all those people who died and didn't go to heaven, which seems kind of odd. So, tough stuff for you, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. You're going to hell and I'm not. Uh -huh. That's right. Yeah. And it's like we're here. And so I have no sorrow and no, you know, the fact that I barely slipped in and all these, my neighbors went to hell. I have no, no bad feelings about that. Now, here's the other part. Here's the other part. Here's how I would uh, argue that as an astute Christian. And that is that before the world began, right, um, before God created the earth, I suspect it would be silly to think that God sat around and twiddled his thumbs for billions of years to say, okay, I'm, I'm waiting on when I'm going to start Earth, you know. And my point is that God has many, many, many tasks and, 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 and projects and things that he's been working on and will continue to work on. And if I were a Christian, I would say, well, when we, we're going to be part of that then, task we're, we're going to be eternally reigning with him and living with him and working on his projects whatever they may be other worlds other creations and so that's where then the joy and uh, the the fulfillment of existence will come from is is ruling and reigning with christ so there's that you've thought this through a lot more than i have because I always think about it, and I go, I just get to the it doesn't make sense part. And yeah. I think, well, heaven. So I kind of like the Valhalla idea better than heaven. 
What is wrong? Like, what is... like you're partying like a rock star, having sex all the time. You know? Okay. So that's kind of the, <laughs> kind of like living like a king forever and ever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, you've been, I would, you know, I've, instead of a creepy old man, all of a sudden I'm a sexy young man again, and all the women, you know, are chasing after me, you know. And it's just a, well, that's kind of what, that's kind of what we're, well, that's not necessarily what we're sold, but it's something similar to that, right? We're going to be young, we're going to be full of energy, we're going to, you know, just every day is going to be great, it's going to be like being on a Maui vacation every day for the rest of your life, it's kind of how it's, and, it, and then if you don't, then, of course, you burn forever and ever in this just unimaginable terror and pain, which <laughs> there's, there's not much, you know, you have one or the other, and one is, so, okay, so there is a, um, uh, I used to read this old, what it's called, a Schofield Bible, and in Genesis, there is some reference to what they call a pre-edemic race and that is basically before adam there was a race on earth some scholars seem to think that uh, that there was a race before adam that was on the earth and then god destroyed that earth or it ended in some way and that there is some allusion to that uh some so that's where i kind of get the idea that um uh that there may be some things that are going on that we don't know about and that we would be, um, we would be a part of that. So you lost me there. Okay. Uh, there's some things going on about what that we don't know about. Okay. In, in the universe. So like other races, other worlds, other universes that God ah, has, okay. has creations okay. in and he's, gotcha. he's, he's working on those creations. And so it was that, uh, that little piece of information that I got that got my mind wondering that maybe there's other things out there that's going on. In our Bible, it's all about us, right? We're the center of the universe. The human is the center right. of the universe. It's all God cares about. He loves us so much. He said his only son, and we're his complete and total focus. But in reality, even there's some scripture maybe that alludes to it, that there are other things that he works on, that he's doing, that he's He's in that. That's where heaven could maybe be a little bit more interesting, you know, versus that sort of just pleasure cruise. That, but the pleasure cruise is good too. It's better than hell, right? So, I guess. So, <laughs> I. <laughs> uh, my own personal hell would be listening to rap for the rest of my life. Hey, so that that reminds me of something I want to. I want to revisit yes i've i'm one thing i've learned about you i think and i'm still learning you is like you you'll say things in a in a way that comes across as a little bit different but there's some thinking behind that so okay here's what i want to revisit okay you said that there was a time when you had a revelation that you were supposed to uh, like a calling and, and your, your description was a toilet. I just, and, I just and, made that up. Okay. So you were, you no, were, you It was a you, true story. I got, I was drunk and got hit in the head with a, with the door. That's what woke me up. But I, I was trying to relate that to Saul's 
revelation on the road to Damascus. Right. I, I really have just always had the the belief, as long as I can remember, that I was supposed to do something great. Right. And I haven't done that yet. But, so, okay, so here's a question for you then. Okay, so let's say, okay, let's say Darwin. Let's let's say uh, Galileo. Um, let's let's say Plato. Um, do you think in their life they said, "Okay, I did it. I, 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 I made my calling. I I fulfilled my role in life." And it's kind of a. No, I think they were still like I am. Right. They right. still were like they weren't there yet. Right. I got to make more money, and I got to get this man. These guys are on my back. Life is a struggle, and then they die, and then and then, it's like okay, Confucius. I don't know if you know the story about that, but I'll, I'll kind of give you a little something that I learned about. Apparently, he tried to change the world in China, but he died a failure. It was like hundreds of years later that someone dug up his writings, and now. They see all the truth in his writings. So I guess it's a long way to say that maybe maybe there's something you're doing now or that you've done that that could be that could live on. Who knows, you know? But this could be part of it too. So we'll just have to see, right? Or what this leads could, to or Yeah. Maybe we're doing it right now. Maybe we're doing it right <laughs> now, you know. So So yeah, you, you were going to ask. We we're going to talk about the second coming of Christ. Okay, right. So it's been two thousand years. Let us. Uh, I guess when we do this, we should have Christian mode and skeptic mode. Oh, okay. I like that. That's, because that's that, probably a good way to do it. Right. Because that gives people people to understand. Like again, my whole purpose of this is is to help people understand that just because the preacher says this and that you have to believe like our our preacher says every Sunday three or four times God's holy inerrant and infallible word right. so he's talking about the the Bible meaning that it's absolutely literal and if you don't believe it then you suck which yeah I, I don't I can't I can't believe it's it, maybe it's holy, but I don't see how it's infallible and inerrant. Because it's, I think it's, you know, good stories that are supposed to help us find faith, whether or not it's literal or not. Who cares? That's that shouldn't be anything that keeps someone from finding Jesus and having the peace that comes with Jesus, right? In his or her life. So we were going to talk about the second coming, right? As a believer, tell me what you think about the second coming. Well, as a believer, the answer is um, God's ways are higher than our ways. And God as a second, you know, is, is a thousand years to us. That That is what I grew up with. Now, even as a Christian thinking, I wonder about that. Like, why, why 2,000 years? The other offshoot would be: Did he come before? Did has he? Has, did he come? Did the second? 
did the second coming happen sometime and we missed it again? Because if you think about all the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the scribes, the religious elite at that time completely missed his coming. If, if we're to take the Gospels, you know, at face value, he came right before them and the most educated of all completely missed him. Now, fast forward to today and we think, um, okay, we have all our evangelists and we have all our pastors and they went to their schools and their seminaries. Why wouldn't he do that again? Why wouldn't he come and say, okay, I'm going to completely turn your world upside down and he comes and they don't recognize him. Um, so that's one thing as a Christian, I might consider some even people, there, is some, there are some theories out there that claim that he did come and uh before and then and then as the atheist as the skeptical skeptic would say okay it's been two thousand years and i think get a clue you know he's 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 not coming he's he it's a myth and um and i'm i'm sorry for you but i think you should uh wake up yep that's pretty much sums it up the uh You've you've covered the believer part very well, the skeptic part. Who's to say if you're skeptic? Who's to say that he really came the first time? Correct. And whether or not you could argue, the skeptic can argue that there wasn't even a first coming, and there, and that of course the Jews believe that there hasn't been the first coming yet. Correct in Islam, right? So, yeah, the the Muslims no, don't believe it either. Well, they're not really looking for a. A, uh, a messiah. messiah, are they? I don't, I don't know that they are. I, I haven't heard. I, you know, I'm not, I know. A, I'm not a scholar on, on Islam, but I don't think that's part of the deal that they're looking for a second, a first or second coming of the okay. Messiah. Okay. Okay. We do know the Orthodox Jew is, though, right? Waiting the, for the Messiah? Right. And they don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. Right. But but the what the, some I've heard them called uh, messianic Jews will accept that Jesus was the so yeah you're right some well, mess, messianic Jew is a Christian term for Christians <laughs> yeah right right if they if they don't believe if they believe that Jesus was the Messiah no matter what their birth or Correct. what they grew up with then they're Christians they're not Correct. Jews anymore. Correct. Mostly. So Christians. Messianic Jew is some is a term made up by Christians, not the Jews. Okay. You no, know, that's like it's the another term that really annoys my sister who's Jewish is that uh they call them completed Jews. Where they uh believe now, in Jesus now, and so they're a completed Jew, which which just means they're Christians. So Not let me Jews ask you this, because I don't know. Let's say let's say someone who lives in Israel, he's Jewish, he believes in Christ as the Messiah. Is there any value in that he would he would still hold some of the traditions of the Jews, like uh, in in the way he wears his hair or the way he dresses or uh, what do they call those? Where they, they it's not a candelabra, but it's like the you know the seven. Uh, the candlestick that has like that they that they keep some of their uh, traditional 
uh, practices and sure i mean you can still be socially jewish but not jewish in your beliefs but your thought is that to be the accurate, menorah that's it the camera the, the menorah, menorah the menorah there's no reason why a christian couldn't light the menorah too because that that doesn't say anything about it's celebrates the the dudes hiding in the caves for 20 years and not being found or something like that i can't remember what it's all about but it's it's not it's a, an old testament thing that does not have any comment one way or another on on jesus it's just something that they do around the same time as as christmas so so they can participate I, okay. they, they you know, like hanukkah was not a big holiday at all in the jewish faith right. but it's it's celebrated the same time as Christmas, so they celebrate that so that their kids can get presents too. Yeah, so they don't get left out. Well, it's, it's kind of the whole thing is like nobody knows for sure when Jesus was born. Right. This is something I want to discuss. Okay. Christmas. Okay. You know, in our celebration of it. So I, I've been rambling on. We no. were talking about the second coming. Have we? Uh, oh. I think we've beaten that horse to death. Yeah, I think we I think we discussed it uh, very well from the Christian advantage and from the skeptic advantage. So I'm ready to go on to Christmas. Speak of me. What are your thoughts on Christmas? Well, as okay, so as a uh, as if I were to answer that as a Christian, I would say that it observes Christ's birth. I think we feel pretty confident that January 25th is probably not the exact day that he was born. Um, but that he was, uh, you know, he was in the lineage of David, which even that, even as a Christian, okay, there's, here's where it, as it, if I were answering from a Christian, I would say I still have some, I wonder a little bit, is that Jesus was born of a virgin, and because of that, he couldn't have any of Joseph's blood in him. Now, as a medical doctor, that would make that would be important to you, because you would say, "Okay, this guy has no, he has no lineage of David. He has no, he is not in the bloodline of David because he was born of a virgin." And and it even goes to the point of saying that. Uh, that they didn't have any relationships before the birth. So, I mean, why why all the fuss about the lineage of David when Jesus, the man on earth, had no DNA whatsoever from Joseph? I don't know. I could ramble on and on about that. So what are your thoughts about it? Uh, well, so Christmas, you know, the... The the believer side is we you know supposedly Jesus was born around that time and and the the Pope back at like 500 A.D. or something said that's when we're going to celebrate it right um, and so whether it was the actual day he was born or not so what we celebrate the birth of Christ and God's wonderful gift to us right the skeptic of course thinks okay well that was Saturnalia and the Pope just 
decided that you know people were getting drunk and raising hell and celebrating these pagan rituals still even long after those pagan gods had been mostly suppressed by the Christians um, and so the Pope said well let's celebrate Christmas along during Saturnalia and that'll help suppress that some more um, that would be what the skeptic would think right. because nobody knows nobody knows when Jesus was born They're, right so um, one of the things you mentioned in your Three wise men. Tell me what your thoughts are on that. Well, they're mentioned in, are they only mentioned in one of the, are they just mentioned in Luke? I can't remember. They're just mentioned in one of the Gospels, okay. aren't they? They're not They're not mentioned in the others? That could correctly. be correct. I know there, that happens sometimes in the New Testament. You know, one book will talk about an event. The other books will not always mention that event. So I'm going to go with that. Well, well, so as the believer, okay, the best we know is there are these three guys saw the the big star in the sky and followed it. Right. Which have you ever tried to follow a star in the sky? It's kind of well that you know you're kind of on to something tough. I was going to talk about. But anyway, they came. It, it's, they it's hard. It's hard. To, they went to see Herod and. Herod was afraid they were trying to, somebody was going to usurp his power, etc. Um, so I'm going to slip on over to the skeptic side. It makes a okay. whole lot more sense to me that that was a parable. Okay. That was made up to uh, illustrate just how important Jesus was and how important he was to the world. Right. And that those three were not actual men but yet a rather a story to help us see the value of christ right gold frankincense and myrrh and so gold would be for the king and of course some people say like the frankincense they use that as a burial i think like uh spice yeah. to help the body not smell so bad so okay so as a christian i would say um that Apparently in the Old Testament or some of these guys who studied this stuff realized that there would be a star that came that came out of, I want to say Judah. A star came out of Judah. Well, in the constellation, apparently there's one of the constellations is like of Judah. Okay, just go with me here because somebody would rip me up and say, you're totally wrong. But of all, you know, because there's like the, you know, there's the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper and the all the little constellations. Well, one of them, as I understand, represented Judah. Okay, and so a star comes out of Judah. So probably what these wise men may have seen is like maybe a comet or something that came out of that constellation or across that constellation. At that time, they would say, okay, this is the sign that the birth of the Messiah is here. They would know, they would know where the Messiah was going to be born. They knew that he was going to be born in a certain city because it was because of prophecy because of prophecy and so they would know okay i see this sign coming out of this constellation that i watch every night and he has been born so now let's journey to that to that city which was bethlehem which uh 
uh, a little town of Bethlehem that's it was prophesied that virgins shall come and give birth and so they would have known that and then they would have gone to that city and then looked for him so that that would be my my Christian now my my sort of skeptical Christian would be um okay so apparently God is using astronomy to communicate to his people now help me out here. You know more about this. Astrology and astronomy. Astrology is like the zodiac and all that, right? Yep. And astronomy is like how far is a star away and the big dipper and the little dipper and here's where they come up and so right. so, right. so my my question has been and I've wondered this before and I brought it up in like church discussions and it's kind of met with with like hey, we better not want, we don't really want to go there. But like God, obviously, if, you know, as a Christian, God used stars in the sky to communicate to us, to to give us signs in the sky. Right. So does that continue as a, as a Christian? I would be like, hey, I want to know more about that. Tell me more. Let's what can I look up in the sky and see? Is there is there going to be some sign that's going to say, hey, his second coming soon or that he's I mean, what else? Why would he just use stars in the sky one time as a sign and then never use that kind of line of communication again? So that's one of the thoughts that I had that I've always wondered about, always wondered. I mean, for a long time have wondered about, hey, wait, that's a that's a pretty big deal that he used a star, you know, to to communicate a, a certain event. You know, why wouldn't he ever do that again? And and I might, as an obstinate Christian, say, I think he does, and I want to know more about that. But but there's not much discussion other than the one time that there were there was the star in the sky, and, and apparently well, that was a sign, you know. Well, I think maybe you're onto something. We could start a whole new science, a Christian-based science of, of a Christian astrology, signs from God coming from the sky. Right. What do you think? Well, it, it, it I could would, happen. Yeah, I mean, what could we? That would be. Oh, I don't know about. I want it to be based in fact, and you do too. I mean, I would want it to be. I would. I would want it to be something that's substantial, and because I think there is some, okay. Because what is it, Mary Baker Eddy or that lady, the Christian Scientist? And they they kind of they get into some weird stuff, but I kind of I kind of subscribe to some of that stuff, you know. But but okay, so I'm open to that. I'm open to that discussion, but I don't really know what the next step is on that one at this point. I, yeah, I'm I'm opening I'm, myself. I'm just up. being silly again. I know you are, but who knows? <laughs> who knows if you don't if you don't swerve into something. Well, my skeptic me thinks that that didn't happen. Right. That there was not a star that these three guys followed and found Jesus. Plus, no Christians who are believe the Bible literally will say when they finally got to him, Jesus was like two years old or so. And all of the depictions we see are of him being a baby in a manger. Right. Yeah. So the, the whole story of birth. And you look in the Bible, it's not in red. Jesus didn't say that. 
Right. So one of his disciples told that story. Why, why did Jesus not tell that story? And why is it not in red? Why did Jesus not say, well, this is what happened to me. My mom was a virgin, and God's yeah. my dad, you know. And, yeah. and the guy that raised me, you know, Joseph, well, he just kind of was, you know, he was sloppy seconds, you know, which I don't, I don't, that doesn't make any you sense. Know, you know, you would think, you would think maybe that somewhere in the story of his life, there wouldn't be, because there there is some reference to, okay, hey, this is just a son of a carpenter. Who is this guy? But you don't hear a lot of discussion about, hey, this is a bastard. I don't, I don't remember reading, you know, and, and, you know, Jesus was criticized among the elders because he was a known bastard. You know, that, that could corroborate, right, a little bit, the fact that it was known throughout the community that, hey, supposedly this guy was, you know, his, his mom had him before they were even married. But there's no, there's no record of that or discussion of that. But there is a discussion that he is a carpenter. You know, he was just a, a, yeah. a, merely a carpenter. Well, I think Mary and Joseph would have had to keep it on the down low for there not to be any discussion. And why would they do that? If, if, uh, why would they not tell the story to somebody well, if that's what happened? See, that's another, that's another quandary. Is like, okay— Jesus was coming to evangelize the world, right? But he yeah. spoke in parables. I mean, he, he, his whole ministry was like, okay. He talked about the wheat and the tares. You know, he talked about this. but And, and, then, and then think about when he was crucified. The disciples, they didn't have a clue what was going on. I mean, how can you be with this guy for three years and not know that, hey, this is it. This is what he's told us about for three years. He's going to be crucified. He's going to come back. But they they split. And even when, what was it, Mary came to him and said, hey, we went to the tomb today, and he's gone. And they said, hey, stop talking crazy. I mean, so one of the quandaries I've had is like, why wasn't he just very clear and very precise, and here's what's going to happen, and here's who I am. But on the other side, the skeptic is, apparently, from what I understand, there's a lot of like these mystics, and they speak in parables because you can't nail them down. You know, it's like, destroy this temple in three days, and I will resurrect it. Well, you can't really, it could mean this, but it probably means something else. And by speaking in those terms you can't really you know nail them down is that is that right or is that wrong so well here's my thought on parables okay it's a parables are a great way to teach yeah because people remember them it's telling a story it doesn't it can be metaphor but people will remember it whereas if he just said okay don't kill somebody and right. don't steal yeah and whatever you do don't commit adultery Right. I mean, if he just said that, everybody like, okay, well, we know that. Yeah. Whereas he would tell a parable that would show the consequences of someone sinning, misbehaving, or whatever, or yes. or the the positive consequences of doing good. So, like, there was this this thing I read about the study in Stanford. 
okay. was this class where they had there were like 15 kids in the class and the professor came in one day and said okay I want you to all write down everything you know about the subject you know he passed them out each piece of paper with a, a subject and uh, he said I want you to take that home prepare a one minute talk on it for our next class right so the the kids, you know, then they went ahead and had class. And the next, the next class, he uh, he made them each get up and give their presentation to tell about that subject. And each one had a different subject. Yeah. Uh, and they each did their one minute presentation or ten minute presentation, whatever it was. And then he played, uh, and so everybody had to listen to it. And then he played like ten minutes of Monty Python and the Holy Grail on, of yeah. the movie. And he said, okay, now write down everything you remember about each of those topics. You know, you know, next to everyone's name, you write down what you remember about Bob's topic and Susie's okay. topic. And the, and the only ones that remembered anything at all, no matter what the illustrations were or whatever, are the ones that told a story. And if they told it in story form, the, the, all the kids could regurgitate it back in detail. But if it's just pie charts and numbers and data – Nothing. Okay. So, Jesus knew what the outcome of that was going to be. Okay. Two thousand years ago, because <laughs> okay. he knew tell a tell a story, tell a parable, and people remember it. So. See, I remember this story. That was a story that was told to me, and I remember it in that much detail. And what detail I didn't remember, I made up. So you know. Hey, and so and so maybe you you revealed yourself a little bit even there. Okay, one, I agree with you. Like the prodigal son. Uh, uh, the Good Samaritan. Yeah, those are very easy. Yeah, you're right. You're correct. And so you just said Jesus knew what he was doing. I mean, that almost reveals to me that there's there's more faith in you than I think you allude to, I wonder. Because you, you, your comment seemed to indicate that you believe he was there. He taught that. He knew what he was doing. He knew, he knew man, right? He knew the best way to teach and to make sure that story carried on. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Jesus, the story of Jesus. I'm oh. telling you the story of Jesus. Okay. Do I know for sure that Jesus actually said these things or thought these things? No. Or that, that you maybe lean toward that. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Did I get that wrong? No, that's the so. Ideally, I would. Okay, here's here's the thing. Okay, <laughs> I am jealous of other you know, people in our church yeah. that have this peace about them. Yeah, because they believe it all. They take yeah. it all in. They believe it all. They believe that they have a daily walk with Christ. Yeah, and they have peace in their lives over that. Yeah, you know, and it's only a few of them. That are really like that, you yeah. Know? And they live good lives. They're nice, sweet people. They're good. They they don't lie, cheat, steal, and they feel guilty if they do. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, they don't lie, cheat, and steal, except maybe a little bit, like everybody does. Yeah. But they're they're good people, and yeah. and they have a they have a peace in their soul because they believe that they're going to heaven and they believe that 
confessing their sins to Jesus cleanses them. And that is what I'm jealous of because I don't have that. I don't have that because I have questions. Instead of firm belief, I have disbelief and questions. So I that's why uh, people like me have to take Prozac yeah. instead because <laughs> those people take Jesus every day instead of Prozac. I don't take Prozac, by the way, but pe- people that have my beliefs don't have the peace that comes with Jesus. They have, you know, anxieties. That's why I I want that. I want to believe that, but not enough that I actually just, I can't. My personality doesn't allow me to just take some information like that that doesn't necessarily make sense and believe it. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. In fact, I after a while talking to you, I that's a revelation. To me, that, that's something very significant that you just said about yourself, that I didn't know that, that there's so you see you see a genuine something genuine something substantial in these people that you you described something something that to lack of a better term that's beyond understanding something that that is genuine and real and substantive in these people's lives that that you would like to have in, for yourself. Uh, okay. Yes, I would like that peace. That okay. They have. Okay. Inner peace, and I think that that's why people have always sought religion. Like that's that's kind of the same goal that the Hindus and Buddhists are seeking. You know, an right. inner peace. But, it it is very seductive, right? Religion, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. God cares about you and and everything that happens in your life happens for a reason um, you know and that you're in in some way you're chosen you've been you know kind of uh, taken out by God is okay he's one I want him on my team yeah I or, or, or to yeah. be you know to be right and to be to be part of my to, to be part of my army and so well that that is that is very interesting i'm a little different i kind of think i think i had my most anxious period when i really believed it i think that's when i was the most uh uh what's the word conflicted inside of my own life every day and it wasn't until i afraid you're going to hell that- well, there was that, but there was also the like, why don't I read my Bible more? Why don't I, why don't I witness more? Why don't, you know, I claim I believe all this. Someone would ask me, I said, yes, I do. I believe every bit. I'm 100% on. He's coming back and the whole deal. But there was this inside of me like, but why don't I, why, why don't I, I was embarrassed to witness. I was embarrassed to, and, and I didn't you know, give like the pastor wanted me to give. And I read my Bible some and, uh, but I had these just confliction and I just kind of, you know, I'm a worm, right. You know, I'm a, I'm a sinner and, and I don't deserve anything. And, and I think maybe I should feel that way. I don't know. I just had all these, 
Oh, I don't know. I just felt like I had all these mental chains on me. A lot of guilt, a lot of stress, a lot of shoulds. I should do this more. I should be better at that. I shouldn't look at that girl. I shouldn't have these thoughts. I shouldn't look at that website. All that. And then when it finally, when I broke free of all that, that's to me is when I think I felt more relaxed with who I am and and, and I, I became more okay with my uh, humanity, right? You know, just... Yeah, it's okay. that makes sense. So, that, so I had a little bit different. But I'm learning more about you. I'm learning more about... Which I think is really interesting. I'd like to, dis, I'd like to talk more about that. Like... Yeah. I mean, you're... Me too. Well, you're, you're open to, like, the idea that maybe this is... There's something really real going on here with god and jesus and all that yeah is is it possibly really real yeah if if it's not literally real then it's real to a lot of people and they get a lot of peace from it a lot of people do i mean yeah a lot of people don't go around feeling guilty all the time they there's there's some guilt it's part and parcel of of our lives and christians are no different but uh they also have a peace that I don't have. I've I've always you know had that that voice inside me saying you need to do more, which I don't, a lot of Christians are like, oh this is good. So maybe it's like smoking weed. They're like, oh everything's cool. I'm not gonna worry about. It. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, I do. I have made that comparison to myself before that Christianity is kind of like weed because of course you were talking about the last time that Karl Marx made that comparison with. Opium said, uh, you know, religion's the opium of the masses, but, but it, it kind of is. I mean, it, I, I see the people that smoke weed every night and say, oh, I, if I didn't smoke my weed, I'd be anxious all the time. And just like if I didn't read my Bible, I'd be anxious all the time. So yeah, a lot of people, uh, I think, get the same kind of peace from weed as the these Christians that I'm talking about get from yeah Christianity. And so, and so you are... I'm just so you are prostrate before I mean mentally I mean I mean I, I you're truly trying to figure some stuff out I feel like genuinely deep down you're saying hey there's some stuff I don't know and I would like to know and I'm trying to figure it out I think that's oh, honorable no. I've kind of got it all figured out <laughs> no no not really i don't think anybody's got it all figured out what what i said i've got a friend who's a really strong christian who yeah who would ask me all these you know she'd been trained in uh faith or whatever and how to how to proselytize and so forth and would keep asking me these questions and she she would say at the end well why don't you just believe i said well i don't want to give up my freedom yeah. To believe what I want to believe and to question things that I don't think make sense, I'm not giving up that freedom to question. And if you become a, a Christian, you know they say, "Well, you don't have to give up your freedom to." You know, everyone has questions, but there's certain things in reality that your peers in Christianity do not let you question. You know, right. you you cannot question things like you and I have been questioning, and I don't want to give up that freedom to think right that's what i think okay you know what i'm thinking 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, mm-hmm. so the, the, there was something that said in our class the other day. It was something about, um, okay, do you have to believe that John and the whale is real? And it was alluded to, well, you not necessarily. And then someone made the comment, oh, that's a slippery slope. Because, <laughs> because yeah, don't, don't think. Yeah, don't be thinking. Because yeah. if you don't think that one's real, then what else is not real? And so we better just not think about that. Yeah. Let's just that to me is thinking from the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. So I I never did. We never did. I don't think we finished the virgin birth. I was gonna I was gonna work on that just a little bit. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm taking us back to the yeah. virgin birth. Okay. So. Again, that's not something Jesus said and read in the Bible anywhere. Right. It's something that was said in, I can't remember if it's one or two of the Gospels. Right. Mark or Luke or whoever. Anyway. um, But it's so unreasonable as far as thinking logically that that's really what happened. Right. Especially if it's something that Jesus didn't even try to say about himself. Right. It's something somebody made up later to advance the idea with the people that he was a deity, not just a man. Right. That to me that makes so much more sense than the than it really being the truth because yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah. You know, they were Mary, <laughs> what happened was yeah. they were dating, and Joseph said, "Oh, come on, let me just just the tip, just the tip, yeah, you know." Yeah. And, and before you know it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was pregnant. You right? Know? Yeah, and that's what happened. It, it it wasn't a divine thing. And then later on, somebody came up with a story like, "Hey, hey, hey, you know, those Greek gods, they were always doing it with some." some mortal and creating right. people like Hercules. So yeah. why couldn't Jesus be kind of like Hercules where right. his, uh, his dad was actually God? Yeah. 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 That's a good, let's do that. Yeah. They, well, they write it down, you know? and there's a prophecy that, a, that a virgin will give birth in one of the old. Right. Yeah. So that, I think that was another part of where they may have interjected that in, you know, to say, yes, well, yeah, see? I mean, Jesus openly said he was doing things to help fulfill prophecy, too. Right. Like when he rode in on the donkey, right? That was that was a prophecy that he he did that on purpose, right? You know? So, yeah, I don't, I don't. The virgin birth, speaking as a Christian, I know I'm supposed to believe that, but the skeptic in me totally takes over on that one because you think about it, that's the kind of thing that pushes people again we've talked about pushes people away from being christians if they have to believe that and all their christian peers tell them oh you got to believe that or yeah or you're not a christian and you're going to hell yeah so and they're they're like well f that i'm not going to be a christian then if i have to believe that because that doesn't make any sense so that's the kind of thing that i would like this podcast to help people understand that's not really the deal of how you become a christian you don't have to believe that there was a virgin birth Right. You just have to believe that God sent Jesus to save us from our sins, period. Right. If if you can believe that, now, then you, that's it's all you really have to believe, and everything else is just fluff. So, 
So your, th your thinking is, all you have to believe is that Jesus was the Son of God and came to earth to be sacrificed. What about the resurrection? Do you think that's an important, that, that people are, would have, would, I mean, so what I understand you're saying is to be saved, you need to believe, you have to believe that Jesus was the Son of God and he came to earth to be sacrificed and was sacrificed for our sins. So you think that's a prerequisite to being a Christian, correct? No, no, you, no. you already added stuff. Oh, I did? Okay. <laughs> I said Jesus was sent from God to save us from our sins. Okay. One sentence. No, okay. no all that other stuff, I don't think you got to believe that. So the crucifixion or the, res or the resurrection is okay. No, I, no, I mean, so yeah, the resurrection no, is another no. thing that that I don't know. Are we done talking about the virgin birth? I think we yeah. are because okay, I I think it's bogus. Okay. Anyway, even whether I'm even when I'm doing my best, believe what I'm supposed to believe thing, I can't because it's. It's something that does is unnecessary. Right. It's a story that's unnecessary that somebody added and it I don't think it helps the cause of Christians. One thing at all. I'm Especially learning. in this scientific world will people know a lot more now than they knew back then. Right. Yeah. One thing I think I'm learning about you is like as a medical doctor, you are like that seems because the one thing about Jonah and the whale that really bothered you was like, hey, he would already been digested, <laughs> and then the virgin <laughs> yeah. birth, you know, you deal in yeah. you deal in births all the time, and right. uh, it's interesting that those are a couple of things that you struggle with. So I'm seeing a I'm seeing a pattern here. So it's a, I'm more of a scientist than anything. Yeah, but I I believe you know I believe in science, and it has to be done properly i sure have seen science be raped and pillaged by the politicians recently. oh yeah yeah oh my god yeah, i know so so science what the way science works is you do a study and it's unbiased and then somebody else has to repeat it on the other side of the world and somebody else has to repeat it and it can't be funded by the same company yeah or it can't be backed by the same political party each time because right. When that happens, it's no longer science. It's 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 a uh, smoke and mirrors. Right. And that's that's what we had during the COVID thing. We had a lot of smoke and mirrors going on. Who knows and, what was right? And you know, all through history, we've had a lot of, you know, I mean, and then science gets disproven, right? You think, okay, here's the science, and that's the way it. Sometimes a hundred years, and then someone comes up and says, whoa, hang on, and it's disproved, you know. But until that time, right. it was very helpful to get to help us get to, you know, actuality. Right. But it's always an open debate. You know, you never want to say uh, this is the final answer, right? Right. Well, are there any other Christmas topics you want to talk about real real quick? We've been going over an hour. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We've got, we've got, so we're going to do, what did you say, five of these and then... And so I, I have, I still have stuff. I've got tons of stuff that I'm going to bring up, but I don't need to do it all tonight. Well, there, there are people 
you know, preachers talk every Sunday for their, for their entire lives about the Bible and Christianity. So uh, I'm sure we have plenty of topics. To oh, yeah. On. I've been in church all my life. <laughs> and I've been yeah, on me both sides of the fence, right? You know, so yeah. it's good. You know, I, I started being skeptical. Oh, junior high. So this has been ongoing junior high. I, what, I wasn't like you being a grown man and feeling all guilty about stuff. Yeah. It was, it was long about junior high that I started thinking, you know, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I probably, by the time I graduated high school, I didn't believe in the virgin birth or stuff so, like that. So you know. here's, here's, this is going, I think, going to surprise you. Here's where I became, started becoming really, really skeptical. I wanted to know what was in the Bible. I took the Bible. I read it front to back 16 times in a row. Are you serious? Yes. And it was during that time that the more I read the Bible, the more I just thought, I just it's just getting harder and harder to believe. Yeah, I did it six, 15 years in a row. I did it. I read it front to back when I was a kid, and then I got on this thing, man. I just want to get close to God. So for 15 years straight, on January 1st, I would start reading the Bible, and by the end of the year, I would finish it. And I have it logged. I have a Bible. In fact, it's right there. My Bible is right there. I have the date that I finished reading it every year for 15 years straight. But it was What years that- was that in your life? What what ages was that? Uh, see. Um, I was okay. So I was out of my addiction. And um, I was probably in my 30s, I think. Okay. I'd have to That's go back. That's something you might want to share. Some? Do you want to share that ever? The, on the, the You just podcast? mentioned your addiction. Oh, on the podcast? Yeah, I will. I will sometime. Yeah, I'll talk okay. about that. Because that's it's a good story. Yeah. It's, it's a... It's a success story. Right. It turned out yeah. good. Knock on wood. So far. Yeah, so far. Every, yeah. It's one day at a time, one, one year at a time. One day at a time. Every day still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, okay. That is going to conclude season one, episode two of Woo. Grace Mont. Hey, I'm glad you like the logo that I yeah, built. Yeah, I, I like it. I like I think it. It's, so my plan is just to put a, above it. I'm going to put like a blackboard and in chalk, I'm going to write the the name of the talk. Okay. I like so. it. I like it all, man. I think it's right. great. I think it's fun. And just uh, let me know if I talk too much. Sometimes I, th- I feel like I cut you off and I don't let you finish well, your thought. I interrupt you. If I, okay. If you do, <laughs> if you interrupt keep talking, me. I want to say something. I just interrupt yeah. you. So I just don't want to go on. All right. So. Okay. All right. I, I really am having fun doing yeah, this. Yeah, me Maybe too, man. Nobody else, I know. If nobody else ever watches it or listens to it, I I'm know. St- I still will enjoy doing it. I know. We'll learn us, right? We're expansive. I yeah. li- I, this is great. This is good stuff, man. So we're becoming better people. I hope so. Oh, I well, know maybe we Maybe we are. can help, help other people find peace. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because so. the, the peace that we're going to help people find is you can still be a Christian and not be ashamed of every little thing of not believing something. Yeah. Be ashamed of, of hurting someone. Right. You know, if you go beat the crap out of somebody, yeah, be ashamed of that. Yeah. But, or stealing, but don't be ashamed of thinking, 
Was the virgin birth real? Oh, I can't think that. I right. slippery slope. You know, yeah, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, you start yeah. thinking that, and who it's, knows what else you're thinking. Yeah, <laughs> slippery slope. Before you know it, you're going to be making your own decisions. And, <laughs> you know, gosh, we don't want to. We don't want that. <laughs> that would be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, the next thing you know, you're going to think that, you know, if I just give eight percent to the church instead of ten percent of the church, right, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a real slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, it's seven, and yeah. before you know it, the preacher doesn't get paid. Yeah. We can't yeah. have that. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Follow the money, right? That's Some slippery slope. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're on the slippery slope. We are. We've committed. Okay. <laughs> We've committed. And we're I think frick- <laughs> we're doing about 80 mile per hour down that slope, and God yeah, knows we're like where it's downhill skiers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we'll make the olympics it may be or we'll die trying one or the other <laughs> all right well, okay uh, i'm really having fun and we'll Me do too. some more okay all right, all right. see you